You artists have a special relationship to beauty. Beauty, like truth, brings joy to the human heart. Beauty is an invitation to savor life and a dream of the future. Beauty is a key to the mystery and a call to transcendence. Beauty is the vocation bestowed on you by the Creator. And the gift of artistic talent. None can sense more deeply than you, artists. Ingenious creators of beauty that you are. That beauty will save the world. Welcome back to Letter to Artists, brought to you from the vault at John Paul the Great Catholic University in Southern California. This podcast is inspired by the beloved St. Pope John Paul II's Letter to Artists hoping to unite a community of creative Catholics to encourage one another to use our artistic talents to impact culture for Christ. I'm your host, Bailey Garland, and I have a lovely guest with us today. Um, She's going to be chatting all things photography with us, and I was talking to her earlier, and she just has a real passion for it. Her name is Kaylee Toole, so if you're tuning in anywhere from anywhere in the San Diego Diocese or the Diocese of Orange, you probably already know her or have seen her around taking photos at various young adult events or maybe parish events. Um, but that's kind of it. That's that's all I want to tell you because she's got such an interesting story and she's got a bunch of artistic talents, but we're going to focus in on, on the photography skills. So jumping right in, here's our quote guiding us today. It's quite long, so pay attention. It is true, nevertheless, that in the modern era Alongside this Christian humanism, which has continued to produce important works of culture and art, another kind of humanism, marked by the absence of God, and often by opposition to God, has gradually asserted itself. Such an atmosphere has sometimes led to a separation of the world of art and the world of faith, at least in the sense that many artists have a diminished interest in religious themes. You know, however, that the church has not ceased to nurture great appreciation for the value of art as such. Even beyond its typically religious expressions, true art has a close affinity with the world of faith, so that even in situations where culture and the church are far apart, art remains a kind of bridge to religious experience. Now, I know that was a mouthful, but keep it in mind as we talk with Kaylee today. And we enter into our conversation in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, Kaylee. Hey there. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. And I know our, our listeners can never see. So I'm going to tell you right now that our power is out in the vault today. So the lights are all dark and we're having a very moody interview today. Yeah, I have to say, I feel like it's almost divine providence because I'm so inspired by the light and shadows just like looking at you right now. It's like, wow, I I do have my camera in my car. So it's like, well, maybe I'll go run out there and get a photo of this because it's so moody. I'm here for it. Oh my gosh, I would love that. And it's so funny because we were just talking about the the letter to artists social media pages today and we were just like, we need more pictures of us with the guests. So this will make a great first one. Perfect. I would be so honored. Oh my, and as we have a photographer, so literally this is the yes, Holy Spirit. It's be so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. Well, Kaylee, I want to waste no time. So we're going to jump in with just who is your favorite saint? Well, okay. Great question. So I, I, um, I, I float around with favorite saints. Like that's like my thing. I have a couple of like my go-tos. I mean, like St. Joseph, who, who, whose favorite saint is not St. Joseph. Like he's a given, right? Like it's just a given. And so I kind of bop around a little bit. I like, I will spend some time with this saint for this reason or this saint. My current one right now, like my buddy, my guy that I've been relating so much to is, I mean, St. Peter, which is so mm-hmm. funny because like he, I've never really had a relationship with St. Peter. I've had, you know, I've St. Teresa of Avila, you know, St. Joan of Arc, St. Gemma Gagani, like all these different saints right now. It's St. Peter. And I think the reason why is <laughs> Um, I love 
St. Peter's uh, humanity and we see it so much in the gospels. And I feel like uh, how I have such a tendency to put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) Um, It just comes second nature to me. And I love, I I'm so thankful that we get to see that in St. Peter in scriptures that, you know, um, when he sees Jesus um, for the transfiguration and he's like, Oh, let's build a tent. You know? And he's like so pumped about that. Or like when, um, and it's like, okay, well we don't, you know, we don't really need a tent for this situation or like, (laughs) um, or my favorite one I think about all the time is, um, when Jesus wants to wash the feet of the disciples and St. Peter's like, no, Lord, no, I won't let you wash my feet. And our Lord's like, no, but like, I have to wash you, you know, like I have to wash your feet. And then St. Peter's like, okay, Lord, not just my feet, but all of me. And Jesus is like, no, just your feet. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and like, I've just been like, I really have been thinking about, and I've been so thankful for the humanity of St. Peter that we see in scripture. You know what I mean? Cause like how easy it can be to get lost in the loftiness of the saints. I love how much St. Peter grounds me and reminds me that it's I would rather be somebody who lives my life risking putting my foot in my mouth than somebody who like is so afraid to live because they're afraid to put their Mm. foot in their mouth you know what I mean oh my gosh it is so that was so profound I (laughs) St. Peter is one of my favorite saints he's in my my top dogs you know that daily litany but the way you just said something just really pierced my heart I was like oh my gosh he does he always he always wants to give more but the Lord Mm -hmm. is like always reminds him that he's not like we can't physically always like do everything like sometimes we're like Mm -hmm. you know we get on fire and we're like I want to do everything for Jesus and Jesus is like but will you just give me all of this thing Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. little moment like will you be fully attentive or will you do the small thing fully but but St. Peter's like but I'll build you a tent. You're like, well, yeah. it doesn't apply to this yeah. situation. Yeah. He always- hundred <laughs> percent. And like when you think about like when St. When, um, Peter sees Jesus on the water and yeah. Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, call me, call me out of the water. And, <laughs> and like when we read that, that whole, you know, um, that whole story, we're like, wow, St. Peter took his eyes off Jesus. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing for him. He took his eyes off Jesus and then he like went into the water. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. But like the part that's crazy is he went like, how many of us, like, I know this about myself. Yeah. Would I don't, would, would I even ask our Lord to call me out into the water. Right. Like who cares that he took his eyes off his Lord. That's just humanity. Like mm-hmm. that, that's an aside. The first thing is like, well, let's not, let's not even quibble about that. Like, and would I even go out onto the water? Yeah. You know? And I love that the whole reason he fell into the water was because he loved our Lord enough to go out there. Yeah. And like, I've oh. been so, yeah, I've been oh. like so moved by St. Peter lately. Like his humanity, yeah. his humanity led him out onto the water, but his huma- humanity also made him fall into the water, you know, and, and our Lord is there for all of it. And I don't know, I just, I've really been thinking about that and like allowing our Lord to, I guess, let me have my humanity. Like yeah. I will be fully me for better or worse. I mean, obviously we want to try to be better and, and to be saints, but how do we become a saint if we don't risk messing up? I oh guess my sometimes gosh. I just got the goosebumps and we've, we've, I've had this quote kind of call back and I think it's really from our very first episode. One of our guests said, um, or I think she was quoting someone, but I can never remember who the saints are. Saints are saints because they live their humanity the fullest or Whoa, something like that. Yeah. And it, and it always strikes me because it's so true. Like we are human. So unless we like give that all to God and be elevated yes, in that, then there's yeah. no way, like mm-hmm. we, we can't hide and run from mm-hmm. ourselves. Otherwise, 100%, and yeah. God's not a God of annihilation. He didn't create us to be human for yes. us to not be human. <sighs> you know, it's like That's to separate so that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something else you said that really, really was so profound, but it, it's escaping me in this moment. Um, 
but yeah, maybe I mean, it'll circle back. Yeah, but, but I mean, even that idea too of like, because because I think I have a tendency. Like, I read about these saints. Yeah. I read about like I, I don't know if you, you do you know Saint Gemma Gagani? Have you I, heard I of her? I know of her. Well, yeah. she. I mean, if you if, uh, listeners, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, explain you, for us. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know Saint Gemma Gagani, I highly encourage you to to, to read about her. Beautiful, like her story is crazy. Not a very well known saint. I think more people are trying to learn about her. I just kind of stumbled upon her one day. But the reason I bring her up is because she lived such a like um a chaste and like she didn't wear jewelry like she she was just she was yeah i know same right (laughs) (laughs) um but like she she lived like just such a simple life because the lord called her to that life and when i learned about her i was so inspired by her that i was like i'm gonna be just like her and live so austerely and i have to be perfect like like this presentation that i have of right. her is perfect and i was seeing that and i i kind of like drowned in that you know what i mean because i i was calling myself to a type of sainthood that i don't think our lord was calling me oh to my gosh, like yeah. and i was drowning in it i was so discouraged because i just my humanity is glaring my my broken human person self like I am so prone to falling I and I'm and I know that I'm goofy I know that I'm fickle and I see that so plainly that to line myself up anywhere near St. Gemma Gagani was just obliterating it was just too daunting and so to think about St. Peter and to think about his like how much he um how much he put his foot in his mouth you know and I was like yeah okay I I can do that like Mm -hmm. if our lord if our lord elevated St. Peter to the status that he was uh, and he put his foot in his mouth that much, then, then, then he, then our Lord can do something with me, right? You know, and so, so like I love Saint John Gagani and these saints who like when you read about them, they're like the picture of perfection, mm-hmm. and I love them. Obviously, they're so edifying. Yeah. But it's also, oh man, what a gift to read about saints who, who just you, you could see their, you know, their full person, and, yeah. and you could see when they stumbled, and our Lord used all that, right? Yeah. And I think I, I remembered, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, mm-hmm. and you had said that he, he asked, he was like almost daring Jesus, like call me out into the water mm-hmm. and to have the courage to speak boldly to Christ, because we don't always remember that like Jesus knows fully our hearts and he wants us to cry out to him. And so we, we often hide that out of like almost a false humility or a false Whoa. piety where we're like, <laughs> I'm not going to actually tell Jesus like what I mm-hmm. really want because we think it's sinful, which again, it's like just finding the right order of our hearts. Like it's, it's probably trying to stem out of a good place, right? We're all, we're all growing on this journey to holiness, mm-hmm. but oftentimes it's like, well, like, are he, he's our father. Like he, he's like little girl, what do you want? You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have to tell him otherwise mm-hmm. he, that's what he wants. My heart. He wants to hear what mm-hmm. I want to, so to mm-hmm. cry out boldly to him is never sinful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's even, and then another thing, like I, I could literally keep thinking about it, but another thing I've been thinking a lot about lately has been, um, where Jesus says that he came for the sick, right? He didn't come for the health. He came for the sick. And so one of the things in, 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 in this season of me realizing my like fickleness and being like, just totally confronted with what a fool I am, what a spaz I am. I, I, I can't, I can't do anything well, you know, and, and that our Lord came for the sick. And so uh, lately when I go to mass and I, and I almost like, I almost can't even like raise my eyes to the Lord because I'm so acutely aware of just my brokenness, you know? And, um, so then when I approach the altar to receive communion, my prayer has been, Lord, you said you came for the sick. Mm. So like, I'm here. I'm sick. Like, you know, there's such a temptation for me to be like, well, maybe I shouldn't receive. I'm not like properly. I'm not, um, obviously we should be in a state of grace, (laughs) but like, but like, (laughs) but like, like, sometimes I'm like, am I recollected enough? Like, you know, I wasn't as kind to my parents as I could have been, or I wasn't, you know, and like, but the thing, and and like, well, maybe I shouldn't receive, or maybe my eyes should be so far cast down that I don't go up to the altar. But one of the things I've just been so fixated on is like, 
Jesus said he came for the sick. And, and yeah. so, so to your point, like dare, like it's almost to dare the Lord, like call me out under the water. Right. Yeah. It's the same idea. Like, Lord, you said you came for the sick. I yeah. am sick. I believe with such a faith that is like foolish. Right. Like it's, it's almost foolish. foolish. Like it's, it's foolish to, it's foolish to say, call me out on the water. Yeah. It's foolish to say to like, it, it, it the, the idea that I can approach the altar. The, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like hitting all the things I'm so passionate about lately. Please. <laughs> I mean, it's always good to be passionate about this, but like, yeah. it's just been something on my heart so much lately. But like, how crazy is it that we go to the altar where our God is actually consecrated our, our deity our deity are you <laughs> this scandal how dare i even suppose yeah. that i can go anywhere near the presence of the, the almighty god let alone approach the altar so that he can enter into me are you kidding me what kind of <laughs> joke is this that's crazy you know what i mean um but so i have just i love the foolish i love the foolish faith of saint peter i love the foolish fa- faith of going up to the altar and receiving my deity into my body even though i am literally the cause of his crucifixion literally the cause of death and sin <laughs> but he said he came for the sick wow oh my gosh this was the best tangent we could have gone on in the beginning <laughs> I could of this do, episode. I'm so good at tangents. <laughs> I, it was amazing and i'm like oh my gosh and i feel like i'm so grateful because our first pivot question is yeah. always tell us a little bit about yourself and I feel like we just got a total window <laughs> into the hard person I mean right away Kaylee told me right she's like are you ready for me to be fully myself and I was like absolutely <laughs> um and I feel like we just I thank you for letting us into that so mm-hmm. now I guess give us a little bit more of the cereal sure. box version of who you are yeah um <laughs> like give you some of the, my background details I suppose so so cradle catholic I have an older brother two younger brothers um I was super athletic growing up I did soccer and track uh growing up and um, I was always interested in the arts. I did more like the fine art stuff actually in high school. So I did like pastels and watercolor uh, acrylics and, and all this stuff. And I, I loved it, honestly. I, I kind of thought I was going to go that way. Um, but, but when it came time for college, I was like, well, let's do the arts more practically. <laughs> you know, like let's make some money with the arts. Right. <laughs> At least that was my mindset. And so I um, decided, so I went to Cal State San Marcos and I studied, my degree was in arts and technology. And so I, I primarily focused on graphic design. That's what I like went to study. And so I did graphic design with, um, like I did my photography kind of stuff on the side of just cause I liked it. And you know, like I might as well kind of focus on both those two things. And so I, um, but, but the reason I even ever picked up a camera, I guess for that kind of reference is, um, my, because I did soccer growing up and uh, my dad wanted to like document. So he got like, you know, uh, some kind of Canon, like probably just a rebel or something. And so he could film my stuff. And then I went and played soccer at Cal State San Marcos. I only ended up playing a year there because of um, like asthma stuff. And, and honestly, I was like so convicted by the Lord in that part of my life where I, I just was like ready to, to, to not be so focused on sports. Cause that, you know, took up so much of my time growing up. Um, but yeah, so, you know, kind of, sorry. I also, when I talk to just the more, you know, Kaylee, like my brain's like scrambled, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like uh, scrambled egg. So, um, I'm all over the place. So sometimes I like, I'm linear and I'm like, wait, no, I have to go back to this point. <laughs> that is okay. One of the things someone used to tell us that, that women had spaghetti brains and I kind of <laughs> love it because everything's always connected. Like there's always a meatball there somewhere. Like <laughs> we yeah. might go, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. You just have to follow the noodles. Mm-hmm. So. And I am like, I think I'm so free spirited and I'm like, yeah. like, I have no problem. I'll follow the winds of my yeah. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so like, so I grew up critical Catholic, but in high school, I um, got really involved in the youth ministry stuff. And then I, my junior and senior year, I ended up falling away from the faith. I, I was still like outwardly practicing it. Um, everyone, I was the youth group kid, right? We all, we all know the youth group kid. Mm-hmm. I was the youth group kid. And I, um, my junior and senior year, I ended up having like just a bunch of secret sin, like leading a really bad life. And I went to college. I, when I graduated high school, I had, um, 
every intention of kind of just not really doing the faith thing anymore. Um, I was going to go to school and go live whatever life I wanted um, and just kind of not do the Catholic thing. But because everyone, you know, expected me to be the youth group kid, I signed up for a young adult conference, um, a local one that all of my like core team at my parish went to. And so they were all so excited to see me, you know, join their ranks, right, as a young adult. And so I went on this retreat and wow, like the Lord he's he saved me he pulled me straight out of a grave i had dug for myself so radically like i mean that's that's a whole that could be like a whole conversation podcast in of itself but uh i um i remember i borrowed one of my friend's hoodies because it was like um the adoration saturday night on that retreat it was pretty small too it was like maybe 40 people um but the adoration was like half indoor half outdoor we were in the mountains so it was cold my friend gave me his jacket <laughs> and i remember just like the lord he won he won um and i was like just i'm not a big crier either but that night I like was weeping, <laughs> you know, like I was, I had my friend's jacket on, like wiping the snot off you know? <laughs> and I handed him back, like a just nasty, crusty sweater afterwards. But yeah, the Lord got me. And then I went to college and, and I think that was part of the reason why, like when I was doing, playing soccer at Cal state, my freshman year, my asthma kind of kicked me, but I also was just so on fire for the Lord, for what he has done for me, um, that, you know, I was just ready to put down my sports. And, um, and then, so my dad had been, you know, filming me growing up and I just kind of always I would use his camera whenever I could. And, um, and then I went to college and just took it with me and I've just, I guess I've never put it down. Wow. So what was the, like your dad gave you the camera or you took it from him or whatever. <laughs> what was the thing that like kind of got you into photography? Was it like, did you, do you do people? Did you do landscapes or what was the thing that started to capture your attention? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting with photography because like in, in my head, I feel like it's so just infused. I, I can never, I can't remember even the reason why I picked it up the first time. I think maybe one of the first thing, one of the f- earlier things I did was um, a family friend of mine had a, a newborn baby and I was like, well, you know, I have a camera, I'll try, you know, <laughs> not great photos. I, I don't <laughs> even know if I could find them now. It was so long ago. It's probably like, a, I don't know, 2013 or something. But, um, and so I did that, but, but honestly what kept the camera, and that was fine enough, like, Fair enough. Um, but the, what kept the camera in my hand was I started because I when I graduated high school, I did um, in college, I did a lot of youth ministry. I, I've been doing youth ministry since I've uh, graduated high school. And so I would take my camera with me on retreats and I would photo, I would just photograph, you know, things that are happening on retreat and the adorations and the masses. And um, and, you know, I would even say, like, for most of my photography career so far, I haven't been paid for it. It was not a paid thing. It's just for love of it. Um, and so, yeah, so I can't, I don't even know like what propelled me to pick up the camera the first time it was just around and I just am an artist, I guess. So, um, so I would do some things that charge people, nothing, you know, like newborn, like I did a newborn shoot. I think I did like a couple engagement things. Um, but those never really like won my heart quite like doing, um, uh, sacrament stuff. Oh yeah. And so as you were, as you were kind of like integrating yourself into the retreats, did you find it as like, um, kind of what did you find as like the, the fruitful or most impactful experiences was it like photographing people looking at the eucharist or the sacrament itself mm-hmm. or what would have been kind of some of your like oh yeah this is the thing i love to see uh-huh. on the lens <laughs> yeah that's a good question so i think for me it's like it's warped over over time um the the draw for me as an artist or as a catholic it's kind of like it's been this kind of like evolving thing mm-hmm. um and i think like when i first started it was like um i i I'll say this. I've been given the compliment uh, and I consider it a very high compliment um, of people saying that my photography is very Eucharistic and very uh, sacrament centered, Um, you know, and, and I, and, and, and so like that, I take a lot of pride in that. And so uh, retreats, I I loved photographing the adorations and the masses and, and I, I could, I honestly, I probably, I have photographed more masses 
um, in like adoration XLT worship kind of night things. I photograph more than I probably could figure out how to count. <laughs> and so I probably have more like elevation photos, you know, mm. when they elevate the host. Yeah. I just have so many of them. And, and I loved that. I, I love being able to capture the moment. I liked capturing people in prayer. And so like, that's how it kind of started. And, I, and, and for me, it was pretty social too. Like it was fun to be the photographer running around right. with the camera. Um, but what's so interesting for me, it's, um, and so, yeah, it was like a pretty social thing. But like lately, I, as like a more mature photographer doing these kinds of things, I, I'm so drawn into, um, so photographing the sacraments, but I'm so drawn into like the texture of the Catholic faith. Um, in, in <laughs> it makes me so artsy, but, um, <laughs> I love the way I love what the smoke of incense does to a photo. I love the texture of um, like a lace, uh, what do you call it? The album, you know, the altar service, wherever it's oh, called. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. um, um, I love the lace of the, um, what the, what priests wear, the altar service wear. I love like the dark wooden textures. I love, I love the way light plays with the gold on the chalice. And, and so um, people keep hiring me, which is great. But sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when I'm like photographing events, I'm like, I just I I feel like I, I'm doing the art thing so much that I'm like oh I'm also like an event photographer like I have to get the people there <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah um, and so but like that's like there, there have been times where I've been photographing at events and and this has happened more maybe as I've become um, I don't even know I don't even know how to describe that like just like I, I guess as I'm maturing in my faith I've been there have been times photographing the mass or the sacraments where I feel so deeply humbled to have photographed it, like as I'm doing it, you know what I mean? Like there have been times where like, I, I like I run up to try to time a photo and get the certain lighting a certain way because things are like in movement. Right. Um, and, and that's also thrilling as a side note, that's a whole thing too. Um, but there have been moments where I've like, I like ran to get a photo and, and like I just situated myself and, and, and I got the photo and almost moved to tears in the moment, wow. you know what I mean? And, and I, and it's just so funny, like, photography is such a a romantic thing for me in the Lord. And I feel like he's, he, it's not just like a job, um, which I'm really thankful. Like I have my day job, you know, I do that, you know, Mm -hmm. web design, I do that during the day. Um, but the Lord has like really allowed photography to be a romantic thing for him and I. Um, and so I can capture something and the light can bounce off of something in a certain way. And I really, I just so truly feel, um, that photography is like 85% the Lord, like 90% nine percent of the way i'm just holding the the camera yeah. but like I, like i have to participate in photography but i feel like the lord gives me so many gifts in photography that i'm deeply humbled by it mm. like to the point of tears sometimes yeah that, that i could have captured an image that's just so aesthetically pleasing and so um so moving for the soul and all that stuff so so it's just it's kind of evolved like sometimes it was like you know for money i guess and socially for fun and you know it's fun to take pictures of my friends while they were on retreats and, and it's fun to help the parish but like now it's like uh, you know that that's still a factor obviously um but yeah now i just really feel like i love that i can part that i can i can look for our lord in yeah. in, in the beauty and the photography as i'm doing it yeah it sounds like it's become your prayer like it, oh yeah how work is mm-hmm, prayer and mm-hmm. i think it's like saint jose maria escriva who's really big on the work and the prayer and be becoming a prayer and um yeah as you were I, i'm just so moved because as you were speaking i was thinking about how um like to be attentive to the Lord or to be, to be fully present. Like we can only encounter the Lord in the present. Um, and so 
I think it's a real challenge for us, especially in this day and age. I hate it, especially in this day and age. But like we we are so distracted by a lot of different things. And to be able to be so present, to be able to capture the moment. And I think a lot of times we feel like photos almost like take us out of the moment. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, like I think about it. And I mean, like you're looking through this tiny lens. It's like you are like zooming in, being extra, extra, extra present to the moment. Like you've got your binoculars on. Like that's how present you are to the moment. Like you have Mm -hmm. to be that present to the moment. Mm-hmm. to capture it. Yeah, 100%. And, and if I could illustrate that difference. Sure. Um, so I, and I, I, I was like, I'm going to talk about this. Awesome. <laughs> uh, if I talk about nothing else, I'm going to talk about this. Um, so, uh, and, and I, yeah, so a couple of months ago, uh, I think April, early April, um, I went on a pilgrimage with Melee's Christie. Um, they took a bunch of young adults to Rome. So, um, uh, me and a couple of my friends, along with my brother, we went with this group, um, to Rome and it was a 10 day in total. One of the days in Siena. And so I, I was debating if I was going to bring my camera, um, you know, with, cause, cause that whole point, right? Like I was trying uh, you know, should I not bring my camera? Should I bring it? So what I decided to do was I was like, okay, I will bring my camera, but I'm only going to bring my 50 millimeter, just one single fixed lens. And I'm going to keep that mounted on my camera the whole time. I'm not going to bring any other the lenses. I'm not even going to bring a camera strap. Like I'm going to bring, I'm just going to have a bag that it's going to fit into in that one single lens. And I'll just have my batteries to rotate through. Um, and I'll just bring my memory cards. Yeah. Just, yeah. So, but it was just going to be that. And I was like, okay, I'll just do that. And we'll see what happens. And so it's okay. This such a profound experience for me as a Catholic. Yes. hundred percent as a photographer. Crazy. Yes. Because what I was noticing was so, so the way I like treated, um, photographing on that trip was I treated it very much like, um, I was going to photograph what caught my heart. Um, and I was not going to, I was not documenting it for the sake of Billy's Christie so that they could have marketing material. I was not going to, I mean, I'm sure they're going to use that way and that's great, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't my purpose. And I'm not going to document for the sake of my friends, my brother, myself, like I'm not documenting it for the sake of any sort of marketing material or really even to, there there was no purpose. And and I had a conversation with my sister-in-law recently about like, how often even in prayer or when we go on retreats that that how often we think it has to have a purpose and how often the most fruitful times, the the times our Lord moves the most is when we go for no purpose. We go to pray for no purpose. We're not trying to check anything off the list. We're not trying to do, you know, our goal is just to be with our Lord. We're not, you know, there's nothing to quantify that experience. Um, and so, so, so that was my goal on the trip. I was like, I was not, I'm not going for any objective just to be with our Lord. Uh, maybe I won't even take my camera. Maybe I'll just leave it in a little, um, the, the convent we were staying in. Um, but what was interesting is, so, so I did take it out with me and I would walk around and I'm looking at things and I'm experiencing it and, um, praying and father's telling us about the stuff. And when something would strike me only then did I pick up my camera and I photograph it. So there were times I even allowed myself, I, 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 um, told myself too, that if I see something that strikes me, I pick up my camera to photograph it. And when I look through the viewfinder, if I find that it's not really what I was looking for, I'm going to refrain from taking the photo. You know what I mean? And so, so that, so that was like kind of what I did. But what was so interesting was I would see these people around me. Like, I don't know if you've been to Rome or. I just went in March. Woo-hoo. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, fun. Okay, good, good. So, so then you'll be familiar with this phenomenon. I mean, we see it, we see it, these like, um, you know, highly, um, visited places anyways, but people like, particularly in Rome though, you go into these like beautiful churches, uh, you know, ancient art and stuff, and people are holding up their phones and they like, they like, you know, for example, they'll walk up to the Pieta and they're like, click yeah. a picture of it and, and they like wander away. And they, and they, but they do that the whole time. Like they're literally right. walking through the church and they're clicking on their phone, photographing it. And, and 
what's oh my gosh there's so much commentary on that like i could give you and one like what a consumeristic way to be to take pictures as a consumer like how like man do we live in a consumer <laughs> society where we're fine like i can't take the pieta home i'm gonna take a picture of it i'm taking the pieta home yeah. <laughs> you oh know what i mean like yeah. i'm gonna possess it like it's mine to possess mm-hmm. um and that's such and so and so how 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 easy how what the temptation is to try to possess everything we see you know what i mean and if we can't physically take it home we're gonna take it home in a, in a photo to possess it in a certain way as opposed to receiving it oh Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whoa. And so, so this trip, honestly, wow. Like our Lord did quite a number on my heart in many ways on that trip. But, and, but like, yeah, I, I would, I, I felt like, I, I felt ugh, that trip was so romantic and that photography stuff, like with our Lord, like I felt like I would walk into, I can think of one picture in particular. I walk into St. Peter's and I look up and there's like one, like way, you know how high like St. Peter's is way up there, yeah. you know? And they have like one of the angels, but, oh the, but there was a light coming in the main doors. <laughs> yeah. And when the light was coming in the main doors, it was just this beautiful light and shadow display of this angel sculpture up there. And yeah. I knew our Lord gave that to me without a doubt. Our Lord gave that to me. So I took out my camera situated myself got maybe i took maybe like two photos of it just to make sure i got how i wanted it but like uh, without a doubt our lord gave me that photo and 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 so it was just so beautiful that i was going to these different churches and i was and i was looking for our lord in a way that i had never done before you know what i mean like looking for ways that he could love me um and please my heart Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm nobody can see me right now, but I'm actually laughing because I told Kaylee this before that I was a secret fangirl of hers. And I'm looking for that photo in my camera roll because you right here. <laughs> oh, <one>? yeah. <laughs> it was my back screen, my last screen, because I told her I was a secret fangirl. So I've been following her for quite some time. <laughs> I love her photos. And actually, the photo that she's talking about has been my, was my lock screen mm-hmm. for quite some time until I just changed it literally like three weeks ago so if we had done this three weeks ago I would have been like here's my last week because I love that photo I found it so um moody (laughs) oh girl tell me about it but I just loved it so like hearing you connected I'm like oh my gosh I love it even more because it seemed Mm -hmm. like it so touched your heart Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh but yeah and I think that just like so illustrates the difference like yeah taking pictures can take you out of a moment for sure. Mm-hmm. But taking pictures, as you said so well, like can really bring you into a moment, yeah. you know, it, but it's like, and it was just such a good exercise of discernment for me, like, you know, looking around, seeing something like, oh, that's, that's beautiful. Why is that beautiful? I think I'm gonna take a picture of that. Mm-hmm. I think our Lord's giving that to me. And I'll like pick up my camera and I'll look through the viewfinder and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like this. And I take the photo or I'm like, nope, I, I'm, I'm going to pass on this photo. Yeah. And it was like, what a great practice for discernment. What a great way to like see something feel something and then like try to you know, suss it out with the lord yeah um yeah oh my gosh there was so yeah so many beautiful golden nuggets um within everything that you just said and like yeah i don't even want to try to elaborate <laughs> because i think it was said so beautifully um this is kind of a hey it feels like a, a choppy segue into it but i am curious just because a lot of our viewers or viewers a lot of our listeners are artistic themselves creative themselves a lot of filmmakers here at jp catholic so i'm wondering what is like on a more technical level, what's the equipment that you use? What is the editing software that you use? All that type of stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, pretty standard stuff for those who are familiar. Um, I have, I'm, I've always shot on Canon and it's funny that whole like Canon Nikon rivalry, mm-hmm. like rivalry, like I, I, I don't relate. I don't know. <laughs> My dad just had a Canon and so it just made more f- uh, financial sense to stay there. So, so uh, yeah, I've been using a Canon. I currently, my primary Canon is the um, R5. Uh, the Canon R5, which I love. Recently got it. Mm, I don't know. Whatever. Recently got it. Before that was the 
uh, 5d4 and I currently that's my second shooter now um I, because primarily with my income with photography uh the lens that I use is my 70 to 200 so it's the long guy um which I love you know photograph I'm photographing a wedding this weekend and I will primarily be using that one um because um I think that it helps me to be reverent um during mass I can like sulk around the sidelines you know and and not be distracting or disruptive so i that's my primary lens when i'm photographing events it's my favorite lens the the um 20 or the 7200 and then my second lens is usually the the 24 uh to 70 um which is versatile it's good but um yeah so i honestly yeah the 7200 is my favorite and then i'll and then i'll stick on the 50 like um like i did on my trip so anyway so that's that's my camera stuff um uh and then yeah i edit in lightroom and I um, have a, 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 what do you say, like a website subscription thing where I send people to download things for their photos. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. What would you, um, I know earlier I had said I loved your picture because it was moody, but I guess maybe in your better words, how do you describe kind of your editing style? Because I know mm-hmm. that's a huge thing with photographers is the editing is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also like this kind of goes back to that question too. Oh, I don't know when we were talking about like how my photography's changed, like the kind of yeah. purpose of how that changed, even my, di- my editing style has changed, um, quite dramatically too. Um, and, and I think that's good. Like, I think this you know, probably resonates with a lot of artists. So typically the idea when you have a, when you are an artist with any medium, the, the goal is to learn the rules of the medium. Right. Um, and we see that with a lot of like painters and stuff, like their earlier works are more, um, uh, still life and realism and stuff. Uh, and then maybe as they go, it becomes more experimental. They like break the rules, right? Um, because you've learned the rules once you, you know, and so, so my early photography for a really long time was me just figuring out the rules, right? Like, um, just e- even figuring out my camera as a tool. Um, so learning how to do that well, but also like how to frame things and, uh, how to even work with subjects. And so like, I feel like a long time, you know, and I, and I did it very much on the side too. So it's probably, you know, why it took me a minute, but, and everything was brighter and I, I saturated the photos and, um, and that's fine. Like that's, that, that's your flavor. That's fine. But, um, but, uh, yeah, so I started like that and now I've been and it's so cool. Cause the last couple of years I can tell distinctly, <laughs> I can see for like, just it's so clear to me. I can see that my photography has become, I feel like I am standing as a photographer in my own right. Mm. Um, I feel like I've learned the rules. I've played by the rules of photography that now I'm learning how to break them in a way that really like, I feel like ele- has elevated my photography. I say as humbly as possible. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. And so, so that being said, I, I feel like I've moved my photography more. I love texture. I mentioned it earlier, but, um, a lot of the photos, um, you'll see are very textured and their, their texture, I think is amplified by light and shadow. I love light and shadow. And so I would describe mine as kind of moody too. Maybe, um, uh, I like the earth tones. I like, um, I like when a photo can tell a story. And so that's kind of probably why I don't do photo shoots as much anymore because, um, and they just have a great purpose and they're so fun and I still do them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, I like when I can set up a photo to, for it to tell a story, you know? Right. That's really beautiful. And I think, um, something cool about like, I don't know, just finding, like you said, learning the rules to break them. Mm-hmm. It's finding just like we have to kind of like, uh, for lack of a better word, this sounds kind of, but we have to unlearn, right? The Lord reveals who we are. So we have to, f- mm-hmm. we have to conform our mm-hmm. hearts to his will through the commandments that he gave us through the beatitudes, through these different ways. But then he helps by that like conformity. He kind of breaks down our actual interior walls and we're able to step out into who we actually are. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I haven't thought about that from the perspective of like, 
how the Lord's revealing my heart to me. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. I'll have to like go pray about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like meditate. That's so good. Because yeah, I mean, that's true because the space that I am with my photography, like resonates within my heart in such a way that, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, like it can make me emotional. I feel so alive yeah. Um, when I can get a photo uh, when, when, yeah, just so, so that's a great point. I'll have to like mm. ponder that some more. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> this is a great way. We're going to, we're going to segue into the second half of our interview. So I'm just going to remind everyone about that JP2 um, quote from St. Saint, Saint John Paul II quote from Letter to Artists. Again, it's pretty long, so keep your listening ears ready. It is true, nevertheless, that in the modern era, alongside this Christian humanism, which has continued to produce important works of culture and art, another kind of humanism, marked by the absence of God and often by opposition to God, has gradually asserted itself. Such an atmosphere has sometimes led to a separation of the world of art and the world of faith, at least in the sense that many artists have a diminished interest in the religious themes. You know, however, that the church has not ceased to nurture great appreciation for the value of art as such. Even beyond its typically religious expressions, true art has a close affinity with the world of faith, so that even in situations where culture and the church are far apart, art remains a kind of bridge to religious experience. And so Kaylee, I want to just invite you any personal reflection that you got from receiving this quote. Any, just spill it all out there. Okay, I love spilling things. <laughs> I do that all the time, on accident and intentionally. Um, okay, so I will tell you what came to mind first sure. for me when I was reading this. Um, I mean, obviously, JP2, oh, just, he melts me. <laughs> so good. Um, but something that struck me, it just was like something I remembered. I feel like... And I think we know this as Catholics or as like people maybe who spend t some time being introspective is that we realize when things um, stray away from the Lord, they become like ugly. You know what I mean? They become uncomfortable and creepy and um, and there's like some dissonance there. Like even if it's like even if you can say like, oh, visually, that's attractive. There's some kind of dissonance, something internal is like, you know, and um, and I and I, you know, I fully believe that. And I remember um. So something I, I just remembered a, a while, like, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I had a friend and um, he invited me to like, he would like host music things at his house, you know, which was cool. Like, wow, that's like a, such a San Diego thing to yeah. do. Like, that's so cool. He'd have a bunch of friends and some people play music in his backyard. Like, what the? That's so cool. Like, what a vibe, you know? And I had just gotten to know him and... Um, but anyway, so he, there was one night, the only time I went, he had this artist come and I don't know who, I don't know what she was. I don't know who she was, but I guess he was really pumped to have her. Um, and he, she, so, 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 but the time was inside of his house. I don't know if the weather, weather was bad. I can't remember. Um, so we're all sitting on the ground and she's kind of like getting warmed up. She was like kind of a performance artist. And I was like, oh, I'm so curious, you know? Um, and so like the music starts and oh my gosh, like I, she like she like was she started acting like an animal on the ground like really creepy animalistic like she was digging at the ground and make like it was I kid you not it was instantly alarming um and very off-putting and I I was so immediately uncomfortable that I I, I like I didn't know what she was doing she was like making like this was really creepy you know like it wasn't just like oh like interesting choice <laughs> it was like it was it just seemed cultish it seemed yeah. well, I don't know what things she's trying to summon if that's what she's doing but like <laughs> it was just, it was some anyways so I like gathered my things and, and I was like towards the front of the group and I like just 
just terribly awkwardly like flung myself out of there and I um <laughs> yeah it was so bizarre and I like called my friend like so distressed but um but it's just one of those things like you know I've you know whatever I don't really have my snack eye in a long time I don't know whatever um and I don't know who the girl was you know it's just kind of like one of those like friendship things where it's like in passing you yeah, know uh-huh. so but like I just remember what an experience of like art that's devoid of God, you know, like, I don't know what she was doing. Maybe she, you know, was praying <laughs> highly unlikely. I would be willing to say no, <laughs> I would probably be willing to put money on that. No, she was not praying. Um, uh, and like, I've done such a good job. Not sp- praying to our God. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I've done such a good job scrubbing the memory. Cause I was genuinely very disturbed when uh, I got out of there. Yeah. Um, but it just, it just like, um, that was like really what struck me with JP2 was saying there about like, you know, art that has God, art in general, right? Like, even if you're not a Catholic Christian person to see what she was doing, like just right. It was so yeah, to just see what she was doing was like, like clearly that's chaotic. Like clearly that's disturbing. Like even if she were to say, no, that's the point. Like I was trying to depict like, you know, the emotion, I don't know, some really overly artsy like thing. It's like, okay. Yeah. But everybody, even a secular person can say that that's disturbing, you know? And so like art's not supposed to be disturbing and really typically like the best art is not disturbing. And if it is, it's disturbing with like a moral, like it's, 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 it's disturbing in an upward direction, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And so anyways, that like really stuck out to me and like how, um, so art in general really is pointing upward, even if it is secular, no, not way, not one way or the other in particular, but then like art that's Catholic and art yeah. that has like a purpose and a meaning, like how actually uplifting that is. Right. You know? Well, that's a great segue. Cause my, my question, I, I love the line in, in it where it's, um, he says, even in situations where culture and the church are far apart, art remains a kind of bridge to religious experience. And so I'm wondering how you see photography as a bridge that to a religious experience, obviously you are Catholic artists. We've been talking about how much you photograph the sacraments, um, but how you see it being a bridge to religious experience, even in secular photography, because I'm sure you look at many other photos mm-hmm. to inspire you as well. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, I will die on this hill. Right. <laughs> I think that beauty is, I mean, JB two would say it, but like our souls are moved by beauty. It doesn't really matter what the person's intent was. Like if it's actually beautiful and our souls respond to it, it responds in an upward direction. It's, it's, it's the response of a soul that's longing for its creator where everything is beautiful, you know? And so, so I think like any kind of photography, if it's beautiful, if it's inspiring, like, yeah, our Lord wants us to, wants us to be moved by beauty and inspiration. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that, that, that's something there too. And like, we even think about like some of my favorite churches, um, to just to go pray in and sit in or to photograph, but like even just to, to be in are ones that have like, just like really rich, um, artistic beauty inside of it. So, because, and I think like our souls respond, like, I mean, yeah, I've said that, but like, um, it's so good to be somewhere that invites our soul to go upward. Um, and I think good photography in general does that Catholic photography in particular, mm-hmm. you know, but good photography in general. Yeah. Um, and that's why even like, um, the photos on my trip, even if they weren't explicitly of Catholic things, um, the beauty there was, was moving the soul in an upward way, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. And I think kind of going back to our conversation in the beginning half of, of this interview, um, how we were talking about to be fully human and have that human experience. And I think when photography truly captures that human experience, whether it's the, the art of another person, you, you capturing that statue, whether it was, you know, of a 
angel or not. It's like th- there was something human about it that, again, when we're being fully human, because Jesus was fully human, we're able to enter more deeply into that religious experience mm-hmm. because, like, whether we like it or not, we are all creatures of God. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like we we aren't able to hide from that, I think, when, we're, when we reach those transcendentals of truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we're confronted with it face to face, we can only be moved by it yeah yeah and I, and I think like photography is um uh, uh, again with like this whole Rome trip one of the things I was pondering was like photography is almost I mean I, we all know this like photography and videography is a really new medium you know um artistic medium and so so the church has perfected all these other mediums of sculpture of painting of mosaics of music you know like all this stuff even incense like the art has really perfected and honed in on these um different mediums of art and and obviously the new medium right and i'm going to speak particularly as a photographer but like um the new medium of photography is something that like you know going back to how people were just wandering around the churches and just like picking up their phone and taking pictures of things we're like great we've conquered photography <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've done it we've done it eureka <laughs> um but but what's so interesting is like what i really felt an invitation to on that trip was to like i really don't think i think the church and it, again it makes sense because the medium is new but i think the church is in this stage of we're figuring out how photography is its own medium right and you know, I guess in a sense, it never will entirely be its own medium um, because we're photographing other things, right? you know, um, but like, and it goes, I mean, with my photos from Rome and uh, I guess now maybe it's probably worth linking them somewhere because people <laughs> would be like, what is she talking about? You know, <laughs> I have to see what she's talking about. But, uh, um, um, uh, oh, geez, well, I do this too, but what was my train of thought? Can oh, you, you were talking me? about, oh, well, come Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> I do this all the time. You were going from the, the f- never being a medium in and of itself. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do this do all I- the time. <laughs> <laughs> I like will go on a tangent. I'm like, well, there goes my original thought. It was <laughs> 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 like classic Kaylee. Um, but. Uh, it being uh, a medium in itself and never being, oh, the church has really come to. Yes. Okay. To yeah. So with my photos from, from Rome, like I felt like I was using lights and shadows shadows and the texture that was around me to create an experience that was going to move a heart like it was some I wanted to capture something that somebody could have in 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 like have a romantic experience with and I don't and like for the sake of clarification like not romantic like ooh like flowers and you know chocolate heart candies I mean like like I consider myself a romantic person insofar as like I love that things can be beautiful Mm -hmm. and I and possessed by this desire for things to be as beautiful as they ought to be. Like, like that just, oh my, I just, I get chills thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like if something ought to be beautiful, like if something can be beautiful, it ought to be beautiful. Yeah. And, and I am so moved by that. And so I think, um, and so, and, and like, just like been moved by this idea that photography is a medium is still in its growing phase where like, where we can look and like paint with the photo as opposed to just like document with it, which again is fine. But like, you know, one of the things, um, I, you know, just one of the things I've been thinking about lately is, um, I would, I would love the idea and like dreaming about this, you know, um, Lord, if, if you want to make this happen, oh. you know, I'm your girl. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I've been really thinking about that I think would be so beautiful is like, even the idea of like going, visiting like religious communities, um, maybe praying with them for a couple of days and then, and then spending the next couple of days photographing them as they are in their state and using the natural light to inform those photos. Because like how many times have you looked at photos of religious people and they're like, like a fluorescent lighting and it's a 
Christmas tree and they're standing right. there all, you know, and it's just like a dated photo within zero inspiration. Like I can't imagine how hard the um, discernment process would be for people. Like even me as somebody who's gone through the discernment process of like looking at photos online of sisters in fluorescent <laughs> lighting. And I'm like, there's no romance. I am not drawn yeah. to that. And you, you, you like, you literally have to take a leap of faith to go beyond that, to yeah. like, you know, pursue that. And there's a part of my heart that thinks like, wow, how cool would it be to one day be somebody who goes to visit religious communities and I get to photograph them in their natural state with natural lighting and, and create romantic photos so that young people can see those in, in like, our relationship with our Lord is romantic. It's practical. Yes. You know what I mean? Just like marriage, practical. Yes. But like a relationship with our Lord is also romantic. And, and I feel like, you know, such a desire to create photos like that. And like, how cool would it be? You know, maybe one oh, day, yeah. Lord, it, God willing, it'd be really cool to go travel around the world and, and help communities have photos that, you know, draw people in and, and can feel a sense of romance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful desire. And, and I definitely will be praying for that door to open because I think that would be awesome. And I think really necessary, especially in this, um, I we're in the year of the Eucharistic revival. And, and I think that's really powerful be, to fall in love with the Eucharist so much so that you dedicate your whole life in a very tangible way, right? Through those vows of a religious community. Um, and I think just for someone to highlight that, and like you said, the natural light, I love you're using all this language and that that's really beautiful because it's drawing out from that, the natural well of what, like, I just like that you use that word natural. You're, you're going to take what is there and just allow it to be elevated by and focusing I'm gonna, and I'm on it. And I'm going to see it. Yeah, I'm going to look at it. And you allowed yeah. it. And you said something too with your Rome photos, how you're like, I'm capturing something with the hope of moving a heart, but it's because you first allowed it to move mm. your heart. And because it came out of that, that yeah. God moment with you, it's going to provide a God moment for someone else. Yeah. And like, I just think that's really beautiful. And that's, I mean, here not we try I don't want to make this a commercial for JP Catholic we're just trying to <laughs> go be for here. it we're trying to on be it. here to give you like you know to have these conversations but I think that's something beautiful here with our mission to impact culture for Christ is to see right the culture first and then impact it in whatever way that the Lord has first given you and I think oh, looping it all back together it starts by acknowledging our own humanity mm -hmm. and saying Lord what have you given me have you given me this gift of photography he's given you fingers like that's the root of that gift he's given you the heart the eyes to be able to see like there's so much else that's intertwined and then he created the technology for it. You know, it's like there are so many gifts intertwined in our one little gift that it's like we can just keep going deeper and deeper. Yeah. And deeper well, and how that. often do we think that um, being in service of the church is a task? Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? But the Lord, like, I have been so blown away by the generosity of the Lord. Yeah. Like, I have gone um, to pursue Him. I have, like, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to run after you. Yeah. And I am prepared for it to be very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> but the Lord has been nothing but generous. Oh and those my gosh. have been the most beautiful and romantic times I've had with the Lord. That is so how I feel. And I feel like it's so funny because, like, the way that the the Lord has like created my path is like, I am fulfilled. Like, it's like I, in whatever artistic medium, it's like, I, I love acting. I love singing. And I'm like, I get to go to worship nights every single week. I get to play my guitar. I get to sing my heart out. And, and I don't have to worry if I sound like the best pop singer in the world. I'm just singing to my Jesus yeah. and I'm sharing it with everyone else. And it's like, I get to act and, and mass has got this whole theatrical experience to it. It's like, there are so many ways that the Lord fulfills every single desire, but you have to run after him, like be the mm -hmm. fool, the yeah. fool for the Lord. Like, mm -hmm. and then yeah, it's not a, ta it's just like part of who we are. It's yeah. like, don't see it as like just another thing to do. It's mm -hmm. like an experience to be lived. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. I love that. <laughs> I like, I'm like, I'm going to go some pictures now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, I, I just, I have one more question for sure. you. Shoot. Um, so I guess like for you personally, I feel like we've been kind of wrapping all this up and you've been giving this answer kind of throughout, but just really tangibly, how has like the gift of photography challenged your relationship with God? 
Yeah, I think um, I think it's it's very tempting for photography to be distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of briefly touched on that. Um, or even to like identify too strongly with it. Um, or I mean, you know, our day and age, uh, social media and stuff, and like to identify with its performance online or and anything like that. And um, I feel like our Lord so much has invited me. Um, and it like it touches on like kind of some of the stuff I'm talking about, but like I feel like so much our Lord has invited this for invited me into this so that I can be him and I um and 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 like I can learn to see him and that I can I can go find him and that when I do see him and I do find him and I'm thrilled by it I can offer him that thrill and I can offer him that joy um and I don't know I just I I I feel like yeah I feel like our Lord has been moving so much in my life in photography and I'm so thankful to him for it um, and honestly, all I want to do is to continue to follow him there. Like if he wants to give it to me, I'll receive it. Um, you know, if, if I may continue with a little story, oh, I, um, okay. I, a couple of months ago, I was like going through like a pretty solid discernment period, um, with the religious community. And I, when I went to visit them, um, a couple of things happened, which was interesting. I, um, obviously didn't bring my camera. Um, but there was one, it's a beautiful old church. Um, it was in Naples actually. Mm. Um, yeah. So classic, you know, beautiful old Italian architecture. And, um, and so I was in there, you know, doing chores with the sisters and there was just one time where the sister was cleaning, um, like what, like one of the windows and, and I walked in, it was just like, I walked in struck with this desire to, to photograph it, you know, but, but what's so cool is like, I, I use that as a moment to give it to our Lord, especially in that period of discernment where like, if I was called to that way of life that I would give it up to him. And so there was, um, just like in mass during that visit, like preparing my heart to, um, preparing my heart to be able to receive the great grace of a vocation, should that be it. Um, and in mass offering to him, my family and my friends, but like offering to him my photography. Like I was very much willing, um, to open my hands and relinquish my camera. Um, and I was ready to, and I feel like our Lord handed it back to me. And so, um, it just makes me feel more empowered in my pursuit of this medium. Wow. I think that's so beautiful. And Oh gosh, thank you. Holy spirit. But even like going back to our very first comments about Peter, it was like you, daring the Lord. Like, Lord, I, I dare you to take this from well, me. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. And I, and I'm going to open my hands. And if you put it back, if you call me out to the deep and if you call me out into the water, I go there. And I think that is what's so beautiful is oftentimes we want, we want fine Lord, wash my feet too, or wash my whole body too. And it's like, but I only want to wash your feet. Wow, girl. <laughs> I don't eat. I'm not even kidding right now. I need to go pray. <laughs> The, oh because like coming home from that trip, there was like so much like confusion and heartbreak, yeah. you know, because like, I don't think the Lord's calling me to a religious vacation, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever spiritual director, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. um, but like there's so much confusion and heartbreak. Cause I was like, wow, the Lord yeah. just sent me back out there. Oh you know? gosh, but, yes. but to your point, mm-hmm. like, wow, I really have to think about that. Like, yeah. I, wow, that's, oh my goodness. Yeah. Bro, I can't even tell you like to be like, mm-hmm. Lord, here's my camera and here's my family and here's all this. And he's like, no, yeah. no, just. <laughs> just your feet you know yes. what I mean like just your feet and I'm like no but yeah. don't you want my camera yeah. you know he's <laughs> like no, just all right. I need is your feet you yeah. know and it's like wow girl I'm oh my I gosh go pray. You know, <laughs> please do and I would I would really highly encourage everyone listening to searching for and maintaining peace by father Jacques Philippe that is the book where like if you want to give your whole body and the Lord's only asking for your feet like that is it is a powerful book for that because like <laughs> oh, and also like the meditation the idea too that like it's a better virtue to be, um, obedient. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we want to be possessed by, um, by like being like overly zealous, you know? And, but the Lord's like, I see that. Yeah. I see you, Mm -hmm. you know, but he's like, 
but right now just your feet just your feet you know yeah. and it's like no all of me and he, it, but what if Peter had resisted right. like what if Peter had resisted so hard that it, like broke his relationship with the Lord or that I, I don't even know like what if he was like no like so insistent upon that that he was not like, Jesus is God <laughs> like the deity the Surprise. deity said, yeah <laughs> sucker <laughs> spoiler um, like Jesus our God our creator the, the, the author of the universe said no I don't want to wash your whole body I want to wash your feet you know and it's like wow like, yeah, that's yeah. that's good like it's better to be obedient to our savior to our creator yeah wow he, girl oh man oh. i gotta pray on this <laughs> oh my gosh i love it well i feel like that's probably a good place to end i love talking to you though i feel like we could go on for like we a could. whole week i'm like we could have our own podcast yeah so maybe get just, just for you and i we could just sit in the room and talk, <laughs> talk. together alone <laughs> oh my gosh it's been such a joy to have you on um thank you for just sharing your heart your reflections and and your gift with all of us it's i mean like I said, it's personally moved me. Um, and I know once we, I would love to have you say your Instagram or, or like, um, you have a website too. If sure, you could just yeah. tell the listeners that. Yeah. My Instagram, um, is very straightforward. It's just <laughs> K A underscore T O O L E. Um, it's both my professional and personal. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll so if you also want to say hi. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> just if you want to be friends, find me there. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but like, I think that's even indicative too of how like my photography is like not a job to me. Like it's just who I am. Yeah, I love that. Um, but anyway, so that's my Instagram and my, my website's just KayleeTool.com. Um, K-A-Y-L-E-E-T-O-O-L-E. Perfect. Simplicity. Um, we love it. Yes. And then like, I'll probably like, oh, I think on my Instagram you can, if you like find my bio, mm -hmm. I think you can click on, um, the photos. Yeah, you can, you can click on my photos uh the the rome photos from there I'll link i think them that's there. why i got them just to tell everyone i'm not a stalker i just that's okay find social media intriguing <laughs> well, i'm flattered by your <laughs> not stalking <laughs> air quotes <laughs> oh my gosh well kaylee thank you so much again and um god bless you we'll be praying for you for thank all you. of your gifts yeah, thank and you everything. so much for having me i had a uh, last if you ever want to have me back or if you just like let's go get coffee okay. next week or something i love it okay you it here, folks okay we're gonna go get coffee <laughs> oh my gosh well for all of you out there thank you so much for tuning in you know i love sharing this time with you if you missed any of today's show well, I guess you can't miss it because it's a podcast now, not a radio show. But um, you can just listen to your replay at Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Tell all your friends that's where we are. Just type in Letter to Artists. You can also find out more about the show by following us on Instagram at Letter to Artists Pod. Um, that's just Letter to Artists P-O-D. Please follow us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts on the show. So go like all those, you know, all those posts that we've posted with all of our past guests and tell us which one's your favorite. Um, if you are a Catholic artist wanting to share, reach out. That's the way you can reach out to us. Let's keep these conversations going because we really want to encourage that gathering of community, um, gathering a community of creative Catholics. Letter to Artists is proudly brought to you by John Paul the Great Catholic University, hoping to encourage you to use your talents to impact culture for Christ. I'm your host, Bailey Garland, signing off with some encouragement for your day. Be not afraid. You artists who perceive in yourselves this kind of divine spark. As poet, writer, actor, architect, sculptor, musician, feel the obligation not to waste this talent, but to develop it, to put it at the service of your neighbor and of humanity as a whole. May the beauty which you pass on to generations still to come be such that it will stir them to wonder. Society needs you, artists. The world in which we live needs beauty.